Welcome to the Kindred Church Podcast, where we talk about God, faith, and real life. This is Daniel Childs. I'm the host of the podcast and the pastor of Kindred Church. To learn more about how to connect with our community, check out our website at www.kindrednc.church. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We're glad you've tuned in for today's episode. Now, let's talk about God. Well, hello and welcome to worship. Uh, For those of you that I may not have met before, my name is Daniel and I am the pastor here. It's great to be with you today. Uh, Before we get into the message, uh, our scripture reading comes from Luke. Uh, We're going to look at chapter 22, uh, verses uh, 39, excuse me, 39 through 46. Luke 22, verses 39 through 46, and it says this. Jesus left and made his way to the Mount of Olives, as was his custom. And the disciples followed him. When he arrived, Jesus said to them, Pray that you won't give in to temptation. Jesus withdrew from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and he prayed. Jesus said, Father, if it's your will, take this cup of suffering away from me. However, not my will, but your will must be done. Then a heavenly angel appeared to him and strengthened him. Jesus was in anguish, and he prayed even more earnestly. His sweat became like drops of blood falling on the ground. When he got up from praying, he went to the disciples, and he found them asleep, overcome by grief. He said to them, Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray, so that you won't give in to temptation. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, uh, I wonder, um, back when you were a kid, um, I wonder if you ever had the experience of going to the mall to visit Santa during Christmas time. I don't know if this is something that's going to continue in the post-pandemic world. Uh, This may be uh, just something that that becomes very retro. I don't know. But I know that for many of us growing up, a big part of the Christmas season every year was that our parents would, would bring us to the mall and we would wait in line surrounded by fake Christmas trees and fake snow and and larger than life fake presents and and finally we would get to the front of the line and we would get our turn to go and and sit in Santa's lap uh, and we would get about five seconds to to tell Santa everything that we wanted for Christmas and they would snap a quick picture and then we were uh, on our way. Uh, This experience has been immortalized in the movie A Christmas Story, which I know uh, many of you have have seen. Uh, This is something that was just a a key part of of Christmas uh, for, for many of us in our childhood. Well, uh, the reason that I bring to mind that this, uh, this ritual, this experience of visiting Santa in the mall, is because today we're talking about prayer and we're thinking about the purpose of prayer. And it seems to me that the way that many of us were taught to pray is actually not so different from kids visiting Santa at the mall. And, and here's what I mean. Uh, many of us were taught, or it was implied to us, that the main purpose of prayer is for us to go to God with our wish list in hand and for us to tell God what we want and ask for God to give it to us. Now, obviously, when we go to God in prayer, we're not asking for toys the way that kids ask Santa for toys. I mean, maybe you pray for toys. That's cool if you do. Uh, but most of the time, we're praying to God for, for more significant things. You know, we're, we're praying to God for things like comfort and healing and, and protection and, and provision, le- legitimate things for sure. But still, there's, there's this kind of Santa-ish quality in our approach to to prayer, that we come to God for the main purpose of, of giving God our wish list of the things that we want. 
Now, if that really is the, the main purpose of prayer, just telling God what we want, that raises some questions and it raises some challenges for us. And maybe you've run into some of these questions. Maybe you've run into some of these challenges in your own experience with prayer. I mean, for one thing, I'm sure all of us have been through a time where we prayed for something that we wanted. We prayed for something that we felt like we needed, but then God didn't give it to us, at least not in the way that we wanted or not on the timeline that we wanted. And that can kind of leave us wondering, okay, well then what's the point of prayer? Uh, what difference does it make to, to pray if God's not always going to give us what we ask for anyways? Uh, or maybe somewhere along your journey, you've come to the realization that, you know, if, if God is God, if God is all-knowing, then doesn't God already know what we need But before we tell God? Um, actually, Jesus affirms this uh, explicitly. He says, yeah, God absolutely knows what you need before you tell God. So, so then that can leave us wondering, like, okay, well then, what's, what's the point of prayer? What difference does it make to, to pray if God already knows what we want and, and what we need. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not saying this morning that we shouldn't ask God for things in, in prayer. There, there's certainly a, a place for that. But what I want us to see today is that contrary to what many of us have been taught, asking God for things that we want, that's not the main purpose of prayer. According to Jesus, prayer has a much deeper purpose and a much more important purpose. And as we're going to see, this is really challenging for us, but it's also really liberating as well. So let's look at what Jesus has to say about this. We're going to turn our attention now to the Lord's Prayer, uh, and we're going to focus in today on the second line of the Lord's Prayer. Uh, quick background just to catch you up if you weren't with us last week. Um, about two years after they started following Jesus, uh, the, the disciples had this growing question, this growing concern. As they followed Jesus, as they watched him pray, uh, that, that kind of showed them that they weren't exactly sure how to pray themselves uh, because the way that they prayed seemed very different from the way that Jesus prayed and and they wanted to ask Jesus about this but they were a little embarrassed because they didn't want to have to admit that they weren't exactly sure how to pray but finally one disciple can't hold it in any longer and he blurts out what all the other disciples were thinking and what many of us have found ourselves thinking as well he says Jesus would you teach us how to pray and Jesus was so glad that somebody finally asked him that question. And in response, Jesus gives us a very specific prayer that we can pray. It's called the Lord's Prayer. And the Lord's Prayer is one that Jesus means for us to learn by heart. Jesus wants us to practice praying these words verbatim. But on another level, uh, the Lord's Prayer can serve as kind of like a template for us. It can serve as a, a guide that can help us to, to structure uh, our own prayers in our own words. And so since the Lord's Prayer is, is so important, uh, we are spending this whole sermon series just going through the Lord's Prayer line by line. And for each line, we're thinking about what does this mean for us? But, but also, like, how is Jesus teaching us to pray here? What does Jesus want us to know about prayer based on what he's telling us to pray in this particular line? So last week, we started with the, the first line of the prayer where Jesus says to pray, Our Father in heaven hallowed be thy name. If you missed that, uh, go back on the podcast and, and catch up on that one. But today we're moving to the second line of the prayer. And the question that I want us to, to hold in our minds is, what is Jesus teaching us about the main purpose of prayer? What, what difference is Jesus saying that prayer makes? Well, uh, back in the first century, um, there were no shopping malls, uh, of course, 
There were no Santa Clauses uh, yet. Um, there, I guess, technically was a Christmas, but it was just Jesus's birthday. And the only people that celebrated it, as far as I know, were just Jesus's friends and, and family, uh, I suppose. But nevertheless, even though there were no malls and there was no Santa Claus, uh, nevertheless, people in the first century had a pretty similar tendency that we have. They would approach prayer in a, a very Santa-ish way. They, they would often approach prayer as if the main purpose was to ask God for things that they want. And one of the things that we see Jesus teaching us in the Lord's Prayer is that, no, actually, there's a deeper purpose. There's a more important purpose to prayer, and, and nowhere do we see this more clearly than in the second line. Jesus tells us that before we go to God with our, our wish list, there's a place for that, but first, Jesus says, pray this. Say, God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Or in the, the older translation, we would say, uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, do you see what Jesus is doing here? He, he's saying, hey, early in the prayer here, uh, you need to, to pray this, that the, the main purpose uh, of prayer, top on the priority list in prayer, is not to get God aligned with what we want, but it's for us to get aligned with what God wants. Let me say that again. Jesus is teaching us that the main purpose of prayer is not for us to get God aligned with what we want, but it's for us to get aligned with what God wants. In other words, the main purpose of prayer is for us to get our, our hearts aligned with God's heart, to get our lives aligned with God's heart so that God can get what God wants. Before we ask for anything for ourselves, Jesus says, pray this, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now let's just acknowledge here that that is kind of a tough pill to swallow, right? Um, that, that was a tough pill to swallow for Jesus' first disciples when they first heard it. It's a tough pill for us to swallow today because th this puts us, when we pray this way, this puts us in a posture of surrender. It means that our desires and our wants and our concerns and our agenda, all of that has to take a backseat so that God and so that God's agenda can take the front seat. And if we're honest, we really don't like being told that there is something more important than our desires. We really don't like being told that there is something more important than our own agenda. This is so countercultural. This is so challenging. Uh, I remember um, at my last church, uh, there was a preschool at the church, and, and uh, part of my job was that about once a month, I would go down the hall and I would teach chapel to the, the preschoolers. So I was in there one day, it was a, a room full of like probably four and five-year-olds, and, and I was teaching them the Lord's Prayer. And, and we were working through it line by line, and I was having them repeat after me. So we got to this part, and I said, Thy kingdom come, repeat after me. And, and in unison, they said, my kingdom come. And I said, thy will be done. And in unison, they said, my will be done. And I had to stop them and say, no, 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 no. It's not my kingdom. It's not my will be done. It's thy kingdom. It's thy will be done. Uh, well, what I found is that teaching this to adults is, is not so different. Um, it's challenging. You know, we, we live in this consumer society, as we all know. And in our society, like from the time that we're born, we start to get the message that our goal in life is to satisfy as many of our desires as possible. 
right? We, we get the message all the time that our goal in life is to get as much of what we want as possible. And so we, we go through our lives wanting stuff and getting stuff and wanting stuff and, and getting stuff. And so it's probably no surprise that when we go to God in prayer, we just kind of unconsciously assume that the main purpose of prayer is to get God to help us get more of what we want. But, but here Jesus is saying to us, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, slow down, you busy consumers. Slow down. Uh, there is a place to, to tell God what you want and what you need. We'll get there. But first, Jesus is saying, remember how you relate to God. Remember how you relate to God. Because think about it. If our approach to prayer is only about getting what we want from God, what does that mean about how we're relating to God? It means we're not approaching God in the posture of worship, are we? We're not approaching God as followers, are we? No, we're approaching God as users. We're trying to use God to get what we want. And even if our wants are legitimate, God is never ever a tool for us to use. That's not the relationship God wants to have with us. God is not a tool for us to use. So it's like Jesus is saying here, hey, as Christians, don't forget that there is so much more to your life than just getting what you want. Your life is so much more significant than that. That what your life is about as Christians, Jesus is saying, is God's kingdom. It's about what God wants. You know, we're on a mission. We're on a mission to, to try to become the people that God created us to be. We're on a mission to try to make this world more like the world that God wants it to be. That's God's agenda. And Jesus is telling us here, when it comes to your prayers, slow down and, and put that first. Name all of that First, because the main purpose of prayer is to get our hearts aligned with God's heart, to get our lives aligned with God's heart. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, if this seems uh, challenging to you, if this pushes you outside of your comfort zone, you're not alone. Uh, I'm right there with you. I dare say the majority of Christians who have ever lived also found this challenging as well. And even Jesus, even Jesus knew how hard this could be. But, but what we see is Jesus actually practiced what he preached. You know, a few minutes ago, we heard this story from Luke chapter 22. Uh, it's this really raw scene that this takes place the night before Jesus died. And uh, Jesus knows at this point that within the next few hours, he's going to get betrayed by one of his best friends. Actually, all of his best friends are going to abandon him. He's going to get arrested. He's going to be tortured. He's going to be humiliated. He's going to be crucified. Jesus knows all this is coming. And Jesus knows that this is the reason he came into this world. This is his mission. Jesus knows that in going through all of this, Jesus is going to be overcoming the forces of evil and sin and death in this world. Jesus knows that. But that doesn't make it any easier. And so we get this moment of deep honesty. We get this moment of, of deep vulnerability where Jesus throws himself on the ground and he goes to the Father in prayer and he says, uh, Father, uh, honestly, there's a big part of me that doesn't want to do this. But Jesus doesn't stop there. He goes on to pray the way that he tells us that we should also pray. He says, Father, not my will be done, but your will be done. Not my will be done, but your will be done. And as he prayed that prayer, that gave Jesus the strength to go on. And thank God for us that he did go on. Um, Jesus knows how hard this can be for us. 
But he tells us, keep putting God's agenda first. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Now, the final point that I want to make about all of this is that even though this is really challenging, uh, even though it's really hard for us to acknowledge that there's something more important than our desires and our agenda, uh, when we do this, when we pray this way, something really amazing starts to happen in our hearts. And I'm sure some of you have, have experienced this before. You know, when we surrender ourselves to God, when we put our desires and our agenda in the back seat and, and so that God can have the, the front seat, what we find is this incredible sense of freedom. It becomes this incredible sense of, of liberation because here's the thing, when we go through life and, and all we're doing is just obsessing over what we want and what we desire and what we're concerned with and our agenda, then over time, we start thinking that it's our job to be in control of all of that, right? We, we start thinking that it's, it's our job to make sure that we get everything that we need. We start thinking it's our job to make sure everything works out the, the way that it should work out. In other words, we start taking on all these jobs that are actually not our jobs because those are God's job. In other words, we, we, we kind of start putting ourselves in the place of God. And so when Jesus teaches us to pray, your will be done, uh, your kingdom come, part of what Jesus means for us to, to say to God is, uh, God, you are God and I am not. God, you are God, so let me uh, stop pretending that I am. Let me stay in my lane. God, let me follow you. God, let me trust you, that you are good, that you love me unconditionally, that, that you can make things work out better than I could ever make things work out, that you have my best interest in hearts. Let me trust all that. Let me let you be God because I am not. Do you feel the freedom in that? Do you feel the weight being lifted off your shoulders that you don't have to be your own God? It's incredibly liberating. And that's one reason that Jesus teaches us to pray this way. So here's my challenge for you in closing. Uh, if you were with us last week, you remember uh, my, my challenge for you uh, throughout this entire sermon series is to pray the Lord's Prayer at least once a day, every day, between now and Easter. That's April 17th, about a month away. Uh, pray the Lord's Prayer at least once a day, between now and then. It's super easy. You can do it in uh, less than 30 seconds. Uh, the words are in the video description. The words are in the podcast uh, description for you if you need them. Well, this week, as you're praying the Lord's Prayer, I want you to really focus on this second line. And I want you to really focus on surrendering yourself to God so that you can better align your heart with God's heart. Go, go into prayer with the, the purpose of better aligning your life with, with God's heart. And as you do that, just see if you don't start to feel a little less burdened. J just see if you don't start to experience that freedom that comes from putting God first and letting God be God so that you don't have to be. God, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As we close in prayer now, um, just as we did last week, I'd invite us to uh, pray the Lord's Prayer out loud together. Wherever you are, if you're driving along, if you're mowing your grass, if you're watching this on the couch, uh, whatever, um, let's all pray the Lord's Prayer out loud. And again, you can find the words in the, the video or the, the podcast description. But let's pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, uh, thanks again for tuning in. Be sure to check the video description for this week's announcements, the link to our Give page, the link to our website, uh, other helpful resources. Um, I hope you have a great week. May the peace of Christ be with you. Listeners, this free resource and all of Kindred's ministries are supported by the generosity of people like you. Your giving changes lives, and it helps us to share and embody God's love. If you'd like to make a donation, you can do so on our website at www.kindrednc.church. Just select Give. You can find lots of ways to connect with our community on our website as well as on our social media pages. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time.